Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. Um, you know, I feel so, uh, my body is really burning right now. <laughs> um, I'm on my period. <laughs> and I had, I had a cramp this, um, this morning. And um, I'm like, I, God, how am I going to talk with this cramp? <laughs> and um, I was in the park, and I was taking a walk to just feel tuned to the um, life that the park was usually over me with plants and flowers and trees. Um, it's my favorite thing to do nowadays, to walk and just talk to the trees. <laughs> Um, and, and I was contemplating on this. How am I going to do this talk today? And then my friend comes out of nowhere. He's running. I haven't seen this friend for a while. And he's like, Yoko. And I'm like, turn around. And he's like, like gives me this high five and then runs away. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And I thought, Suddenly, my something woke up in me, and I'm like, you know, he looks like he's having fun. <laughs> you know, I was in this mind, you know, like, oh my god, how am I going to do this today? <laughs> and then, so he had this energy, right? Like very bright, light-hearted, joy, just running. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. So I was walking, but I started to fast walk. Suddenly I felt this like, oh, you know, this is something I can kind of do, you know. And so I started to walk fast, and then I was like breathing really heavily, and the blood was like flowing, you know, through me. And it felt really good, and I still had a cramp, and I actually ended up taking Advil (laughs) on the way to here. However, there was some shift that was kind of miraculous in a way, you know? You know, we all have this experience, right? Like you have this mind talk going on, and your body is just so inundated with, do you say this word? Inundated? Mm -hmm. With your karma, heavy. And you're like, God, you know, this feels really painful. Uh, I can't get out of this. There's no way out of this right now. And then suddenly, there's some kind of shift that happens. And um, so that feels really important in our practice. Um, This quality of really staying with your karma, because that's true. You know, things come up and we suffer. And it's painful, and you want to get out of it. And the practice calls us to not get away from it. Um, The practice calls us to just stay in that 
physical sensations, basically. The energetic uh, occurring of um, tightness, nervousness, um, hatred, uh, jealousy, all kinds of stuff that happened to us in our practice. And then, without you trying to get away from it, something drops. And then you're like, wow. You know, I, I thought that was true. My pain, my story, that was so true. And now, I'm not even thinking about that. That's just gone. So um, that whole shift that happens is a blessing. And at the same time, there is a mind that comes up again, right? Because now you're free. You feel good. And you're like, I want to stay this way. (laughs) So once you have that kind of... So we call this an insight sometimes in Zen, wisdom insight. When the shift happens and you have this kind of insight of impermanence, we call it, the things, the impermanence, the truth of impermanence, teaching of the impermanence, is that things come up and they drop. They arise and they go. It's kind of like a tide, you know? Like full tide comes and then the ebbs. Tide comes and ebbs. It's like a rhythm. It's kind of like a rhythm of our life. Actually, it's a rhythm of our body for women we have a very acute sense of this ebbs and flow, right? Our period, like, I don't know how it happened today. On a day that I'm taking, um, speaking this, actually I'm t- talking about sacred feminine today, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and, um, man, this is really raw practice for me, sacred feminine. And on this day, I start having period. <laughs> and all this week before the talk, this body has been feeling this PMS that I'm like, it's like I'm, I've never had it before. Actually, I felt that my period has ended and that I'm going through a menopause right now. But, but no. It, it, it came back with the force. You know, the blood is flowing even heavier. And the PMS, God, I haven't had it in a while. And this feminine quality of, so we have this as a feminine, be, um, feminine bodied being, so with the organs that are feminine, reproductive system and sexual organs that we have, we have this blessing of this kind of, I don't know if we've always felt that was blessing. <laughs> However, um, you know, we, ha- we can acutely sense into this ebb and tide of um, our body. And I've been thinking about um, image of moon because we have this woman's cycle has such a relationship with the moon and how the moon um, has almost like a sister relationship or brother relationship with water, element of water. So I uh, heard uh, or read that what happens with the moon is that the moon the gravitational pull of the moon 
um, pulls the water from the earth, and that becomes the ebbs and tide, um, according to the cycle of the moon. So that means that, and then I hear that for a lot of people, for women, on a full moon day, um, you know, we have periods, and that the blood flows more um, relentlessly on those days. And also, people with emotional traumas, like psychiatric um, people in psychiatric places, they have these episodes, like their emotions actually flow and become wild on the full moon days. How mysterious is that, you know? And so I've been thinking about how there is some quality of water, and we're made out of water, right? I forgot, is it 70% or 90%? 60. 60%? Okay. So we're 60% made out of water. So it must have certain, you know, affect the moon, how we feel emotionally, and then as a woman, too. And um, what really comes to mind when I'm thinking about this quality of water and how women have such an intuitive sense into this feeling of water is that somehow we can really, like just like water, our attention or our sense of care can travel into these, just like water, these hidden corners of of all things. So we can pick up these emotions, very subtle emotions, very wide spectrum. And we have this doorway to this kind of experience. Um, in this book, Wild Feminine, I, this is the book that I recommend to every woman. Because <laughs> um, she has a, such amazing exercise in here that women can do with their bodies. And um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I was talking about the moon and how it travels, right? Ah, oh, jeez. Water and care, right? Water and care. Yes, subtle emotions. And, oh, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and how she was saying, so, so something that she said in the book that really struck to me was, as a woman, when we have menstrual cycles, we are never taught that this time that we are menstruating is a sacred time, right? Like, like I remember a sense of shame when I first actually had my period when I was in fifth grade. Nobody had told me that. But she says that because we're, you can be so sensitive on these, you know, when, when it's flowing, we're, we're, we're totally open. Our senses are open to the mysteries of the world. So women and girls we need to educate them and tell them that this is a special time where we need to take care of our bodies, we need to rest, take care, listen deeply, and honor it the way it is. So instead of me taking Advil, perhaps, <laughs> you know, I could have rested at home. I don't know. But to me, this feels like a rest. 
and how the womb, she talks about how the womb, the power of the womb is in, a, in its creativity, right? It literally creates life in there. And when the, uh, before period happens for women, the walls build up around inside the womb. And basically what's happening in there is that our wombs are holding energy of the community of our lives. We're holding, we're listening, we're attending to it like a gardener. We're caring for it. We're engaged with the energetic field of what we see, what we hear, people around us, our families, our kids. And then when it's time that the, uh, for the bleeding, the energy releases down and it cleanses. So it's not physical, just blood flowing out, but it's the, the energy that we've been holding gets cleansed out thoroughly so that we can welcome new life to come and enter and we can hold it again and we can release again and hold it again, just like that tide and web, the cycle of, of life. Isn't that amazing? You know, isn't it amazing that we can do that as women and be fully reside here in the womb and to share that with all beings? So, you know, I feel limited to say that, you know, women only know that because that quality of deep listening, deep opening up, being receptive to the world, that quality is feminine. However, you know, people who don't have these female-bodied wombs, they also have these qualities. They can tune into this, right? So it's a very necessary thing for all of human beings at this moment, I feel, to really cherish that part of us who can really listen and take care and be patient to be with our pain and karma and the harm that, and injustice that we're seeing in the world and to, to respect, to honor what we feel, right? To honor the pain, that grief we feel. And at the same time, and when that t- time comes, to completely let go, let go. So um, this author, um, Tammy Ling Kent, uh, one of the things, quote that I have from her, uh, the feminine is the in-breath, the internal tide of intuition and inspiration that shapes and influences the out-breath or masculine form. When balanced, the feminine and masculine result in creative abundance, and the forms that arise from this balance are both productive and sustainable. Masculine energy, when balanced by the feminine, is robust and playful, able to create beauty and pleasure in its formations. However, 
we're presently experiencing a profound division between masculine and feminine that is evident in our bodies and lives. The absence of the feminine and the domination of a distorted masculine is both destructive and unsustainable, manifesting many structures that are harmful to the earth and our very existence. And I really um, agree with this. I, I, I really resonate with this quote. This is the time that we need to be doing this work, you know, undoing patriarchy. She says, um, distorted masculine. So we all know what, what it feels like, right? Distorted masculine. This kind of a way that we want to achieve something fast. You know, we want to be very productive and we become goal-oriented. And we consume things for our own self without consideration for others' well-beings. When do I end? Okay. Wow. It's 10 minutes. Okay. So, this is an exciting time. In this uh, community, we've been talking a lot about these things. We had a meeting um, the other day, like a week ago, right? Was it a week ago? Sacred Feminine meeting in this room with a circle of females together. And um, it gave me a lot of joy to sit with these female body beings and really explore what, how are we um, embodying the patriarchy? You know, instead of asking, what is sacred feminine? I myself feel that this is the important question first to explore. So how are we stuck? And this is what we do in Buddhism, right? In practice, this is what we do, is that we become very intimate with our delusions and sufferings. Number one, the primary teaching of the Buddha, number one, is that there is suffering. Life is suffering. That we recognize the suffering. How we suffer. How we get stuck. When do we get stuck? So these things are the things that we've been talking about in a sacred feminine group. And I'm going to share some of the stuff that... um, Maybe we can all explore together. So, um, something like going back to your early childhood memories. Recall the first time that you were initiated to this concept of being a woman. You know? Recall that moment. For men, bodied people, recall a moment when that concept, construct, was introduced to you. And often we find that that is something that we learn in our immediate families, the people around us. And how, as a woman, how that uh, had effect on how we move Perhaps the dynamic between your parents kind of taught you 
about dynamic between um, men and women. Perhaps there were things that was passed on to you that you felt that women um, felt diminished in that interactions. So um, this is where we kind of enter from when we talk about undoing or uh, dismantling patriarchy. And for men, I I heard from um, some of the men that they are exploring um, about vulnerability in the uh, undoing patriarchy group. So uh, when was that quality of vulnerability taken away from you when you were little, as a a boy, as a a person who who have... Um, these constructs, the gender, gender already. And the difficult part of this is that to stay where you get stuck. So stay in a place where that, as a woman, for example, you know, where are you diminished? You know, what, how did you feel? sensing the dynamic of um, men and women in your family. And really um, dropping your experience into your body. And this is what we do, right? In Zen, we do, we do this, is to sit and drop your mind, drop your thoughts, and feel and feel the tightness of that karma, karmic uh, effect, and stay, and stay, and breathe. And then, again, inhale and exhale, and come back to the body, the mind arises, the mind, put it, put it to the side for now. Come back to that sensation of how the body is uh, voicing, listening to the subtleties of it. Listening, just like that woman with a, uh, a womb, right? Holding, holding holding patiently. And the time comes when you breathe again and breathe and let go. And you can't let go. And it comes again. So you do this over and over and over again. It's courageous work we do. So... You know, when we are in the midst of this and sometimes the work can get very hard, um, what what works for me is the practice of what I said uh, before, like joy, you know? So kind of like getting out of yourself a bit, you know? So you're working so hard and at, at like... At a certain moment, you're like, this is just too much, you know? 
And then so then you are doing that work, and as, at the same time, you're also open to the world. So you're open to the offering of others, and you're open to what you, the energy of people on the street who are having joy, you know, who are laughing, who are um, well. And you open up to receiving these um, things that people are offering you all the time because people are always having fun, you know? People are also always having difficult times, but always having fun and laugh, you know? The humor. This is what I really want to work on, the humor. I'm, I'm just so serious. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to to uh, invite the humor into my practice. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of starting on it. I'm, I'm just embarking on it, actually. Like last week, I thought, you know, maybe every day I can take a picture, but that's something funny. And maybe that's a start, you know, and send it to my husband. And I sent, like, I took a picture of myself really angry, and I <laughs> sent it to my husband. And I thought, you know, oh, maybe he'll, like, have a, a you know, fun out of this. And then he's like, what happened to you? <laughs> so, like, doing something different, you know? Like, doing something completely out of your, like, habitual thing, you know? This really helps. Like, just letting yourself go, you know? Be easy on yourself, you know? Just, just do something different. And this is actually, this, this is a letting go. And this is so, um, this is a practice. This is a juice of practice. The sense of self-dropping. You know, Dogen says that, right? This, um, to forget self. To study self is to forget self. Dropping of the self. And what does he say? When you drop the self, the whole world comes to fill you up. Right? Because you're not fixed anymore. You're not fixed about the sense of me. You know, this little, little sense of me. But you're opening out to the world. And you're inviting other things to permeate through you. So every smile that you see becomes a smile for you. And every sadness and grief that you see out there on the, the people, you know, begging, right? With those begging bowls. That becomes your own pain. How rich is that to live our life like that? So I think that this gender work is very important for us. It's a real big doorway into... Um, it's very, very deep. You know how... I mean, you know what? I was going to like actually... Um, introduced this koan from 12th century China about this woman who opens her legs naked, laying on a, I don't know, if, I mean, how many of you know this one? Some of you guys know, okay. Laying her, laying her leg, genitals all exposed, and this, this monk, she invites this monk, monk in, in to, to have an interview with her because this monk is stuck on sex. You know? And so she doesn't want this woman to be residing in the monastery. She doesn't, he doesn't believe 
that women can be enlightened and realized and be free. And that's 12th century China. And what about now? <laughs> you know, that's my question. What about right now? <laughs> you know, women and men and everyone. This is the work that we need to do. Urgent. So, that's my message today. Urgent. Okay. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.